People say he ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning And pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade Well I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. Thank you all for tuning into the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors: Par Hopper Golf Apparel, um, Knife a Month underscore Shop on Instagram. Also, uh, let's see, who we got uh, Gridiron Coffee. Uh, Let's see. Fuck, I'm just drawing blanks tonight. This is a late show on a Friday night. This is what you guys are going to get. Uh, our guy, Jason Johnson, with uh, K9 Hero, Project K9 Hero up in Tennessee. Thank you for all that you do, brother. Also, look up our guys. are not a sponsor, but create events up in Nashville. We're going to their golf tournament in a few weeks. Uh, please go look up them and support them. Nobles Networking. Uh, thank you for everything that you do. Uh, I'm going to miss a few, but it's a late Friday show. This is what you're going to get. Um, our management and distribution company, Red Circle. So, guys, uh, back a few weeks ago, I was in Nashville. Uh, because of Miss Kristen, you see her. Uh, she's been on the show a couple of times, her crazy ass. Uh, <laughs> I've, I'm a big fan of her. Uh, we had a great time hanging out with her. She was uh, with us all weekend while we were there. She got introduced me to uh, – who's fixing to be my favorite therapist here in a few weeks whenever she gets certified. But she was with us, taking care of us as well as Miss Kristen the whole time. And I told Miss Therapist Lady the second that she could come on the show, I wanted to debate her on some topics and talk shit to her. Because y'all have all heard me tell you I don't believe in therapists for the majority. Several times when we talked about vets and mental health issues and other things. So... Me and her are going to talk about some of these topics today. So I would like to introduce y'all to Miss Marissa. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Almost fixing to be what you said. Uh, what did you tell me yesterday? You uh, out of three steps that it takes this left three tests or whatever for you to be yes. a actual therapist. Yes. You, you've just finished taking your first of three final correct. tests, right? Yes, that is correct. Well, guess what? You got your fucking fourth now. Oh no. Yeah, we're gonna see. This is probably gonna be the scariest one. It is because this is like actually having a fucking patient. Oh, this will be fun. Probably not because I'm probably more fucked up than anybody you're ever I gonna have to deal with. I don't know with. about that. I have some pretty fun patients. First off, uh, do you want to share any of your social media handles or whatever uh with any of the listeners? I don't know if you want to or not. <laughs> why I, I just don't know i don't, I don't know i, I mean i, I, I have you. a tiktok I that I, I post sometimes um it's the messy it? the messy therapist the messy therapist yeah i liked you a lot in nashville you were a uh, legit really cool to hang out with i had a lot of fun with you 
I'm glad. Except uh, you kind of left early when I was. <laughs> so uh, a little backstory. Uh, they were hanging out with us and uh, she was our driver for the majority because uh, me and Dustin couldn't fucking drive. And Kristen, now <laughs> uh, even if that bitch was sober, I wouldn't let her drive me anywhere. Uh, God bless that beautiful lady's heart. There was, I was not letting that crazy motherfucker drive me anywhere. <laughs> That's um, probably smart. Yeah, there's no, no. I, I think, I think the world over. She, I really do. She was a great. No, I love her too, but I wouldn't let her drive me. I anywhere. wouldn't let her. No, because it just seems like she's hitting every fucking thing that she can. Um, not even on purpose. It just seems no. like that's her. Uh, <laughs> so Miss Marissa drove us for the majority of it, and uh, anyway, uh, we all got back to the house, and as a bunch of y'all know, I talk a whole lot of shit about like drinking and listening to music in the kitchen. And uh, I, Marissa had to go. And Kristen don't like goddamn country music. So she wouldn't <laughs> fucking dance with me. And, and Marissa was like, I'm not fucking dancing with you. <laughs> so that was the first night. I danced with you the second night. Don't give me shit on that. I did dance with you the second night. You didn't dance very long, though. I think you had an appointment. No, that was the first night. Oh, that was the first night. I stayed the second night. You didn't stay not, out. Not the whole night. I mean, I left. I went. I had an appointment with my bed to fall asleep in my own bed. But oh, uh, that was. The I'm weird about that. Like, I don't like. Like, if you're in my town, like, I don't yeah. sleep at Airbnbs. Like, I want my own place. That was a nice place, though. It was. It was a very nice place. But I don't blame you. I don't. I don't blame you. Uh, we had. Um, we had several folks, several musicians that came there and did shows and everything. I'm the same way. If I'm close to my bed and I'm not drunk and I and yeah. I can get home, I'm going home. Yeah. That's, I'm just a homebody. I don't go out, which is so funny because the only time I think I ever really actually go out in Nashville is if Kristen visits. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, we're actually – I got to tell Kristen, too – we're going to be back the 29th through the 2nd. Where are you going to be at? April 29th? Yeah. I'll be back on the 1st, but I'm leaving the 28th, and I'm going to the beach until the 1st. Oh, okay. Well, on the 1st, come back. I'm playing in a golf tournament for yeah. uh, Creative Vets, and uh, we'll be there for uh, – I don't – hold on. Let me look. What day am I leaving? Uh, 1st is a Sunday. Oh, yeah. I'll be there till Wednesday. Oh, okay. Well, I'll yep. see you then. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there till Wednesday. We'll have to get dinner and I'll hang out and everything. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, cool. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so I'll be there till then. But uh, yeah, y'all have to come hang out. We'll all have a good time. But there's no way. Uh, if I'm that close to my bed and all that good shit, I'm going home. I'm going to, this is the only problem with drinking and doing these shows, by the way. I just backtracked like five minutes and I didn't mean to. But uh, back to what I was getting to. Uh, what made you? Won't, if I don't stay on topic, I'm going to really fuck up. <laughs> what made you want to become a therapist in the first place? Oh, man. Give us, a little, give, us, give us a little background on you. That's a long story. Um, the short version is I grew up in a very conservative household. Um, you could possibly say it was cultish. Um, cultish explain you're not fucking skipping over that <laughs> the religion that i grew up in was very much cultish um very very conservative no no movies 
no TV shows, no dancing, no alcohol. Um, I grew up with a single mom and my dad passed away when I was three. So I guess like for her, it was like a community that could help her with me. Cause I was her only dog, like I'm her only kid. Um, so she found community in this really, really conservative Christian community. I don't even know how to describe it other than that. Anyways, I grew up very, very conservative and, um, I went off to college and went crazy. Usually happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I ended up going off to college. I got kicked out of school at one point. Um, yeah, I got kicked out of school. And when I got back into the same school, I had just found out I was pregnant with my, with my oldest, he just turned 11 and the college that I was going to is very conservative. And so basically if I didn't get married, I was going to get kicked out again. So I got married at 21. Um, (laughs) I told you it's a long story. It's okay. Tell it. Nobody gives shit. We got time. That's okay. What it, that, that's what this is for. They need yeah. background on you before <laughs> I debate you. Okay. So I got married at like 21 years old, had a baby at 22, had another one at 23 or 23 or 24, 23, 24. They're two years apart. Um, I was married for almost 10 years, got divorced in 2017 from their dad. Um, And I went into a really, really dark place. I was in a really, really bad place back in 2017. Um, And I got involved in a very toxic relationship. Um, Yeah. So I think to answer your question, (laughs) the reason I became a therapist is because I've been through a lot of shit. And my therapist, honestly, like if I wouldn't have been in therapy, I probably wouldn't be here today. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be dramatic. I was, I was in a really bad place. So I think that the passion I have for sitting with people comes from the healing I got on my own journey through meeting with someone when I was at my lowest. I get that with a lot of people. Um, one of the things with me that we talk about a lot on this show, and I and I, I love that about you now. I didn't know that, obviously, because yeah. we when we're out having fun in Nashville, we're drinking bullshit, and you don't talk about the sad stuff. No. Uh, unless, unless you're with me most of the time. <laughs> I'll be real with you. I have a I have a knack. I have a knack for pulling out the sad in people. So do I. Yeah. I call it trauma bonding. <laughs> I, I do. Um my favorite is people in the world are the fucked up people, but it's the fucked up people that aren't scared to hide their scars. Yep. I love fucked up people for this one simple fact that if somebody acknowledges that they're fucked up, then you can share your fucked up with them and you can't hold. If you know the other person's worst, traits are the worst things that have happened to them it's almost like you have a freedom around that person 
to where they know the worst things that have happened to you, the things that you're scared to share with the rest of the world, the things that you're scared for the rest of the world to find out about you. It's almost like you get to be the authentic version of yourself around these people. You get to be free around these people. Yeah. And, and when you do, there's just a happiness that comes along with that. And it's like you're, you don't have to be scared. There's so many people that are worried that somebody's going to find out about your trauma, that, that you live so much of your life that it's, I'm scared that somebody's going to find out that I was molested as a child, that I went through domestic violence, that I went through a suicide attempt. There, there's so many people that are just scared to death of that. That is where I actually do like your profession to where you have someone that helps you drag that out and open it up. It has to be the right person though. Yeah, it does. See, that's where, and the fact that you even just said that makes me respect you. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I have been in therapy my entire life and the therapists, my, my family picked out for me. were not, we're not good therapists. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, they just weren't, but my current therapist, I, yes, I'm a therapist that sees a therapist. I think it's very important if you're a therapist or a mental health professional that you have your own. That's just my own opinion, but I think it's super important because anyways, that's a whole nother rant, but, um, I truly don't think I did the work until my current therapist I met almost three years ago. That is a lot of what we hear mm -hmm. with a lot of the veterans that we work with. Yeah. And I even got some friends. I got, I've got a friend who um, sadly watched her mother pass in front of her in a, in a, in a wreck, in a motorcycle wreck. Mm -hmm. And she, she just doesn't have a therapist. She doesn't have anybody. My problem with a lot of therapists is until you find someone that actually can relate to you, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like he, I don't know how someone can tell you how to feel unless they've been through the same shit you've been through. We're also not supposed to tell you how well, to feel. Well, yeah, I, I get that. Like I have to do my research when I'm talking to people. Like I, when I'm talking to like the veterans and folks that were around, a lot of people think that Josh is like, I'm just spitting from my mouth. Like I'm just sitting here, just bullshit with folks or whatever. Like I'm never supposed to tell you what to do. I'm supposed to tell you how I would handle the situation. I'm supposed to tell you like, if I was in your shoes, what I would do, but also you're supposed to do what you feel is right. What you're comfortable with, what you think actually fits your situation. And you just hear a lot. And once again, you're on a completely different side of it. You actually have the education side of it. you. It's been, you know, you got two tests left. Hopefully you passed your first one. I did. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, you'll pass this one tonight. I can already tell. So <laughs> you'll, you only have two left. Um, but you can tell like a lot of these guys and, and females that we speak with that uh, are veterans. They just feel like they get fucked. They do because you don't get vets or you don't get people that have PTSD as far as well, you like, know why, you know, why more. it's hard. You want to know why it's hard? Tell me. This is something I want to do. Okay. I think that 
a lot of therapists, at least in my area, don't accept insurance. They don't accept insurance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I don't know anything about it because I've never been to a therapist. So I think the reasoning behind a lot of why, which this is messed up, I and I don't think this is okay. Um, but I think a lot of the reasons why veterans and people who have served our country don't get the correct mental health help is because a lot of therapists don't accept insurance. So they don't, so they only charge like a set amount of money per hour to see their clients because it's so, it's not because the therapists don't want to accept insurance. It's because insurance companies make it hard for them to do it. So then it makes it like unaffordable, like not affordable for people. Um, So when I graduate, like when I'm done with all of my exams and stuff, like I want to be able to accept insurance because I think that that's really important. I think there is a ton of people who don't have access to proper therapy because a lot of therapists don't accept insurance insurance. Let me ask you something. Cause this is another thing that I have a problem with, with therapists. Okay. I have a problem with this with medicine in general. Mm-hmm. All right. I shouldn't say therapist. This is a moral thing for me. Okay. If, and I don't, I don't mean to put this on you. Maybe I shouldn't even bring this up. Maybe, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't say it. Yeah, I'm going to fuck it. You said it's to say it. I'm going to say it. So like everybody that has ever listened to this show and listened to several episodes from start to finish where we're at now knows that I love everything that I base myself off besides for the religious aspect of me and everything is cowboys and mobsters, the loyalty, the respecting each other, the having each other's backs and all this kind of stuff. Right. One thing I don't like about modern day medicine that I like about like old school shit when it comes to like old school doctors and everything Mm -hmm. is if you saw somebody hurting, you didn't worry about insurance. Like you, you started, you started to help people. Like I love the people with that are the doctors that go to Africa, that go to these third world countries just to help people. You, you know, you sit here and you say that you, you know, you want to be one of the the therapists that ex, that are going to accept insurance or whatever. Yeah. Right. What if you get somebody that comes to you and they can't pay, but you see that there's a problem. Like I won't, I won't, I, I know you have to make a living. Like I, everybody has to make a fucking living, right? I want to see people that says, you know what? I'm going to pick my morals over money. That's what happened to me in radio. And like, of course, what I did don't fucking compare it to the change that you can make. Like, it, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to play what I did to what you can do, what to a doctor can do saving lives. But I just think that, we were not put on this planet to fucking work a nine to five. We were, we were not just put here. You have a gift. If you, if you have been able to go through school and you are able to sit down and you're able to say to a person, this is your issue. This is how we fix your issue without heavily medicating them. And I understand that some people have to be, uh, you, you have some people just without, any other 
recourse or whatever, you have to be medicated. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't believe in 90% of the medication with people, but whatever. But I want to see more people saying, you know what? Fuck it. I'd rather be poor. I would rather be poor and I'd rather help people. Yeah. So on that note, I do think that I will say this. I think that you're going to see a change um, with this next generation of students who are coming out um, of school, because I know a lot of the people I'm in school with right now, including myself, we're very much aware that there's kind of a bad taste in people's mouth from therapists and therapy. There and should, there and, should be, and I mean, not, not, not towards you. Cause you're not in the field yet. Yeah, there should be. Well, here's the thing. People think that therapists are one thing and they're not, you know, like Hollywood has painted a picture of a therapist and that's just not the case. I see. I'm going to disagree with you on that one. You disagree. I'm going to disagree with you pretty ass on that one for, okay. the, for the simple fact that I've heard it from actual veterans. I've heard it from actual people in here. You have a lot of fucking pill pushers. You have a lot of, you have a lot of, and, and I'm not saying anybody that has taught you. I'm not saying anybody that you have been around are that way. I had a lot of the people, a lot of the people that we've had on this show, especially ones that have been through uh, PTSD that have had like severe anxiety or whatever, because of trauma or, or just whatever. I'm not, I don't know all the technical terms for shit. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm smarter than I am, but it's the things that have really fucked them up. And they're like, you know what? Let's give you a Xanax. Let, let's give you something. And let's just see if that'll make it better. I've seen it. Are those therapists or those, or those psychiatrists? Because therapists can't like therapists can't give medication. Okay. Help, help me and the listener understand the difference. Yeah. So therapists, therapists are like a step below a psychiatrist. Like psychiatrists are basically like the doctors quote unquote of therapy. Like they can give prescriptions for medications. Um, Therapists, which is what I'm going to be at LMFT, which is licensed marriage family therapist. And I'm going to, I'm going to be certified as a sex therapist in crisis. I cannot, like, I cannot give someone a medication. Like if I have a client and I feel like they need a medication, they have to go through their primary care physician or they have to go through a psychologist that like, I cannot write a script for Xanax or I don't know, Vicodin or whatever it may be. Like, I don't have that access. I can diagnose someone with the, with the DSM, the diagnostical uh, statistics of mental health. I can do that. I can say like, oh, you have these criteria. This is your diagnosis and work with their PCP or their psychologist to get the medication, but I cannot write a script and say, this is your medicine. Okay. So, okay. I got you. But would they have to, would they have to meet with you first before someone went to that next step or no, not they, in Tennessee. Okay. okay. You can walk into your PCP and say, I feel really anxious and they'll, they'll, they can prescribe you Xanax without you ever even seeing a therapist. Okay. Which is messed up, in my opinion. 
Yeah, see, uh, I, I think that's probably maybe I'm getting a little bit twisted, but that's that's where I feel like a lot of the people that we have spoke with, they they get more pills pushed on them than actually like treatment in other ways. It, what would be what are some of the ways that you would help somebody like in the medication without medication? Oh, man. I mean, there's so many different things that I I'm getting trained in right now. There's EMDR brain spotting. Um, I signed up for a training with a thing called IFS. It's called internal family systems. Um, I mean, we have endless amounts of trainings that we have opportunities to go to that can decrease the amount of pills that are just like pushed in these people's faces. Now, I do think that pills are effective in certain situations. Um, but I would, I personally would exhaust all efforts before saying like, here, take this pill. Let me give you a scenario. You said that you're getting trained in, uh, as far as uh, being a sex therapist. I'm guessing yeah. that is if somebody has been raped or molested or are in a different field. Um, I mean, not necessarily always that, like it could be someone who has like sexual dysfunction or someone who, um, has grown up in a really religious background and has shame around sex. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be okay. Okay. Well, let, okay. Instead of me taking this too serious, then I was going to, I was going to go really serious with my next question, but instead, okay. instead I'm going to go with the scenario that has happened with me before okay. you, you get to be a therapist towards me before <laughs> uh, to me now. Okay. Let's okay. Start. But I just want to state all the things that I say on this podcast are not therapeutic advice. Not therapeutic advice. No. Guys, I'm not fucking paying for it. Um, <laughs> yeah. She can't charge me, motherfuckers. All right. All right. So, ladies. I'm Venmoing. I'm going to Venmo request you after this. You can fucking Venmo request all you want because I'm not <laughs> accepting. All right. So, I am not one, unless I've drank entirely too much, that ever has had a problem like getting an erection. Uh, if the wind blows the wrong way, I've always been good with it, right? But there's been a couple ladies in my life, I think like either two or three, two or three, that mm-hmm. I could have been completely sober, completely sober, and could not, I'm talking about could not get a wreck whatsoever. I'm talking about like a limp noodle. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, it was always weird. I okay, been, well, that I, goes back to something completely different. Okay, so that's not like uh, that's not like like ther- like that's nothing a therapist can solve. Like it's nothing fucked up in my head. No, here's the thing with sex that no one really gets or understands in this day and age. This is an opinion, by the way. This is my opinion, okay. and I do want to do my dissertation on this one day when I get my PhD. Okay, everything goes back to attachment. Okay. I explain that. Explain that. Cause I like okay. where you're going that. So have you heard of the theory of attachment? I have not. Okay. So there's a theory of attachment where there's four different attachment styles. There's secure, which is what you want. Anxious attachment, avoidant attachment and disorganized attachment. And there's a whole book 
and I think I have it in my room somewhere but it's called attached that's literally the name of the book and it talks about all the different attachment styles that we have as human beings and you probably were not able to perform in those scenarios because you either felt anxious avoidant or disorganized in the moment and you weren't secure in that relationship and that's why you weren't able to perform oh shit yeah Oh, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. No, you're exactly right. At ah. all, everything goes back to attachment. No, you're, God damn it. Maybe y'all are good for something. <laughs> Maybe y'all actually are good for something. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I'm still not going to give y'all any credit yet. Okay, listen, though. The book is called Attached. And it's by Dr. Amir Levine. I just looked it up. I Googled it. Um, but I, that's the lens that I work through with my clients. I'm very much like attachment oriented, uh, family systems, family of origin. Everything goes back to that. That's cool. I would have not, when I met you, I would not have figured that that was the field you were getting into. Really? Yeah. The, the sex Avenue was not the field. Why? Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's I, I, you just don't hit me as that. Like, I don't mean it in a bad way. (laughs) That was, just not, you just don't hit me that way. Cause you think sex therapists are supposed to be like, no, I don't think like you're supposed to No. It's it's not that. It's just uh I don't know. It's um I I make a joke all the time on this show because we have we have a lot of women on this show. Our listen to audience is like 80% women. And I why. men hate me. <laughs> I say it once to show that men fucking hate me. Men hate me too. It's fine. Probably because you're gonna be a sex therapist. <laughs> I know. Uh, That's like the first thing they ask me on a date. They're like, so what are you doing? What do you do for a living? Last thing I want you to do is analyzing my dick. Cause that's all I'm going to think. <laughs> that's all I'm going to think about now. Uh, that's not even what we do. <laughs> I know, but we're stupid. Men are fucking stupid. This is why men hate me. Cause I'm going to tell you exactly <laughs> what men think about. If you're a sex therapist, we're going to think that you are literally sitting there like in your head taking notes of everything that we do every time. Like if we fucking grab you a certain way while we're fucking, you're going to be like, Oh, this motherfucker's got mommy issues. Like, Oh, he pulled my hair to the left. Yeah. He wants to fuck his grandma. Like that. That's, that's what the fuck we're going to think. Like, yeah, that's, that's literally how fucking stupid we are. That's definitely not what we do. I know I'm not saying that we're correct. We're fucking stupid. I am one of us. I know how stupid we are. Uh, I hate how stupid we are. Um, Cause I am one, but anywho, um, but I just, I just, I would not have figured you'd have been this, like that. I don't know what I, I thought you were. I don't know. I would I, love to know your first impression of me. Uh, I thought you were going to be boring as fuck, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. All right. But, but here's why, 
but here's why. Here's why, Miss Therapist. Everybody has got to have that balancing friend. Chris, yeah. Kristen is so over the top, just like I am. <laughs> you have to have that friend that balances you the fuck out. Yeah. That lets you know, like, hey, we're still going to have a fucking great time, but we got to bring it back down. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to be that friend that brought it back down. I, I, there's no bringing her down. Fuck, there's no bringing me down either. That's, that's I, like, get it. I, I, get it. I, I'm kind of offended. You thought I was going to be boring. I mean, you wasn't. I just thought that when I first met you, I thought you had a stick up your ass. <laughs> you know what? You're not the first person to tell me that. It must be a look I have on my face or something. I don't know. People always think I'm really bitchy and I'm really not. You were nice as fuck. I mean, from the very second you got around us, you were fun. Yeah. I, I mean, you really were. We had a great time with you. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you were definitely somebody that, I, like, I just invited you back up there. I invited you to hang out with us when we're there. Right. Like, yeah. Like, you were definitely awesome. And Kristen's fucking awesome. I love Kristen. Uh, one of a kind. She's different. Um, You would be surprised. Like, I had to... There were so many people that messaged me and I work with a lot of folks and they were like, is she that fucking wild all the time? <laughs> yes. And I was like, she is, but she's the most, she's so sweet. She's loyal. And it wasn't even that she was just sweet and loyal. It was, how do I put this? The she does it her own way. She's, I mean, she really is like a reflection of me. I think that's why I like her so fucking much. Yeah. Y'all are the same person. Yeah. She doesn't do it in a slutty way. No, uh, no. She's just having, she's a, like, when I do shit, it's almost like I'm in a bubble. Yeah. I'm in my bubble. She's in her own world. Yeah. She didn't even know she was, and she's not drunk. Like she barely drinks. I don't know. She doesn't, she doesn't drink the way I drink anyway. She, she definitely drinks. But, like, I had people the next day, because I the, the video, like, where she's going ham in the front seat of your car. Oh, yeah. In my car while y'all were wearing my, my uh, construction hat. I don't even know why the fuck I had that construction hat on. Because it was in the backseat of my car, because I had just gone to look at my house that's being built. By the way, if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, go look at my TikTok uh, from uh, Josh Terry. Yeah, Josh uh, JL Terry, nineteen eighty-seven. <laughs> I don't even know why the fuck. I'm weird. If I see a stupid object to put on, I'm gonna put it on. It's like it's fucking the weirdest shit. I'm like me. it's the Beezer hat for me. I'm like fuck it. I'm just gonna put it on. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, she and like I would, I. I don't think I had a wrong idea of Kristen before she hung out because I didn't have an idea of her. I just like the two or three times she had done the show before I had such a good vibe off of her. I was yeah. like, Oh yeah, she's fucking definitely coming to Nashville. She wants to, I would love for her to. Yeah. And uh, I would definitely love for her to. And then when she gets there, she's just that much fun and she doesn't try anything weird. She doesn't get lovey dovey. She doesn't, she just wants to have fun. She's exactly like me. And uh, I've respected that so much about her. Like, I yeah. did, I, did, I just loved it about her. 
And she uh, is unapologetically herself. Oh yeah, that's what I love. I'm just and like, yeah. the thing about Kristen is a lot of people get this like really bad like vibe off of her sometimes because she she can almost be too loyal to the wrong people. Yeah. You know, so she's gotten kind of a little bit of a bad rap because she's been so loyal for people that weren't good. Yeah, uh, but but I I don't think I'm the same way anymore. I think I used to be that way. Uh, I am now at the point of my life to where I put on like this very hard exterior that is my defense. I literally, I call it my defense mechanism now. Yeah. You're avoidant. Yeah. I want your to, attachment is definitely avoidant. Yeah. I want to scare you off. I yep. want you, I want you to have to take time to get to know me. I know I, if you do not take the time to get to like actually dive into me, then I feel like you're a shallow person. I feel like you're judging a book by the cover mm-hmm. because because the best part of me is the part that you're going to have to earn. Amen. But if you earn it, but if you earn it, you've got somebody that in the the middle of the night, every time you hear a song or a, watch a movie or whatever about the person that will get up in the middle of the night, if you're stuck in a ditch somewhere or you're fitting to get in a bar fight or whatever, and you got a person that will stop what they're doing to go help you. I'm that person. And now, and that, and now I know who to surround myself with in life. I've got those people around me. Those are the only people I have around me now. I have acquaintances that I can have a beer with, that I can have a laugh with, that I'll talk to. And I, and I, and I don't not care for those people, but I know where to keep them at now. They're not the people that I want around me all the time. If they call me, and we go play golf or we get a beer or whatever, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I know moving forward in my life where to where they need to be. I think growing up, we don't know that. I think no, we're I no. think I think that there's too many people. I, I I don't know where it got told to me in life, but I, I remember somebody telling me that your best friends growing up aren't gonna be your best friends when you get older. And I was always sad about that because like I had three guys that Josh, what I haven't seen you take one drink. I've been drinking out of this like fucking five or six times. This bitch is almost empty. You told me that you're going to get drunk on here and I feel like you're sober. I'm not at all. Motherfucker. I've been cleaning my house. all day. You think I clean sober or clean without drinking, but I had, I had, three guys especially that growing up were my best friends and one was my first cousin and I still have a a decent relationship with him and I love him dearly they moved away we don't see each other like we used to but we still stay in contact and we love each other I will always love him but we're not best friends no more uh I think he would do anything for me still I would do anything for him Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, me and him in the past three or four years have reconnected. We just went to fucking with our families yesterday on a, to a fucking amusement park. I was with him last weekend in Atlanta, having a good time while his family was at, we're still super close. Um, he's still one of, he's still my best friend. I've known him for 30 fucking four years, every year of my life. 
Uh, the other one, can't tell you what the fuck he's doing now. But now I've got other guys in my life that are my best friends, that I am loyal to, that if I was to call Blaine Bunning, Lee Tucker, Dustin Heron, um, Justin Dukes, any of these guys. Oh, wait, is Dustin the one I met in Nashville? The curly-headed fuck. Yeah. yeah. The one that was with us the whole time. And we all yeah. watched Blaine Bunning together at AJ's. Um, yeah. These guys, when you grow older, you find your new friends. You find these people that are loyal to you. You find these people that want the same thing as you in life. Like, you grow. That's why uh, I know you talked about earlier, like, you got married young. One thing that I tell people on this show, uh, I'm a very weird person when it comes to mar marriage. I've never been married. Um, I, I don't knock nobody that's been married. But I'm a hopeless romantic. Like I believe you do it one time. That was a whole. That's a whole another episode we can go on. Yeah, but I, I literally believe like you do it one time. I don't knock nobody, but uh, like I, I just I think there's something special. I think you don't you. How can you make a commitment to somebody when you're young in life when you don't even know who you are yet? How how old are you? I'm 33. You're 33, so you're only you're younger than me, right? When did you find yourself? This year, you found yourself at 33, right? Yeah, I, I found myself at probably 28. I, um, I was gonna say this last year, I've lost a lot of friends. Well, friends, um, I was not a really great person because I was, I was so miserable. And I, and I think that it's really important for me to, to say that because. I didn't know who I was. I, yeah. I was looking for myself and other people. I was looking for myself and validation from women, like for friends. Like I just wanted friends. And then I was looking for validation in men because I didn't have my dad growing up. And, and I was just miserable. I was not a good person. Like if you would have met me a year ago, even so, a year ago, you would have been like, mm-mm. Sweetheart, I was a piece of shit between the ages of 18 and 23 or 22. Gracie was born when I was 24. Literally, her name is Grace because she's my saving grace. Oh, she, my gosh. Listen, yeah. Max saved my life. My yeah. oldest, he just turned yeah. 11. Yeah. If I wouldn't have gotten pregnant when I did, Lord knows. Yeah. Where That's, I would be right now. That was the changing point in my life. I always say I was literally, uh, I was at a rehab detention center whenever we picked Gracie's name. And I always say the same thing. This Gracie did what the state of Georgia never could. She made a man out of me. I love that. Oh, shit. It made me cry. You goddamn son of a bitch. Ugh. See, I've been drinking today. I'm a softie anyway. But I think. I think it's really important oh. though. Like, I want to reiterate this, like people can change. Like I am a firm believer that people can change. I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, once a cheater, always a cheater. Once a this, always a that. I think if a person decides that they don't want to be that way anymore, I think that that is what matters. They're not going to change because you want them to. Like, I'm not saying stay in a relationship with someone if they're cheating on you, if they're not wanting to change. But I do believe that there is repair where there's rupture. I like, 
or I wouldn't be a therapist. I, I, I can see, I see people all the time that have done things that society would say are unforgivable. Well, and well you I have think they can change if they truly want to. Well, you have to believe in growth. Like yeah. everybody has to believe in growth that there's, I say it all the fucking time is we all have made mistakes. You either have two options when it comes to mistakes, you either dwell in them and you live with them or you learn and you, you grow from them. I, I don't think when you were in school, when you were in grade school and you had kids that every time that you failed a test, and a teacher took out the red pencil or pen or whatever and marked all the bad shit on your test. And you had a kid that would be like, oh, the teacher's picking on me or whatever. Those kids would get so upset because I think the teacher was picking on them. Those were the kids that dwelled in their mistakes. Are well, that you was me. Yeah. Or you had the kids that were like, <laughs> no, this is how I fix my mistakes. This is how I grow. This is how this is how I get better. Well, I didn't learn that till 33, Josh. Hey, look, I didn't I didn't learn it till I didn't learn it until later on in life either. It ain't like I it came fucking naturally for me. But the thing with me is I just figured out it one day. It just snapped with me. It was it was you're not gonna get everything right. No. Why fucking act like it? Why act like we know everything? We don't. Anybody, and guess what? Even therapists don't know everything. You don't. You don't. We're That's human. The first time, first time Kristen came on the show, the, I swear to you, if you go back and listen to the episode. <laughs> I'm scared. No. I'm scared to listen to it. The, the, no, they're actually kind of good. The, the first time that Kristen came on the show, we kind of get in some deep conversations about life. And I kind of give her my opinion on stuff and I'm trying to like break it down to her. Like she kind of opens up about some things and I kind of pull out some shit with her and like her mind's like blown on shit. Like, it's just like, I did not ever like see that before. Like I've never, I've never thought about it that way before. You know, what's going to blow, what, what blew my mind. What you want to know what blew my mind. My therapist, I was, when I was going through a really hard time, um, I was trying to end a relationship that was super toxic. And I was like, I just don't understand. Like, I know I do not need to be with this person, but I can't leave. I don't know why I can't leave. I just, I can't leave. And she was like, well, why can't you be both like sad, but also know you're doing the right thing. Like it's I, like the concept of both and like you can be both sad and happy. You can I, be both. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a better explanation than your therapist gave you right after we take a piss break. <laughs> there we go. So you're uh we're back from piss break, by the way, if you can't tell. <laughs> All right. Uh you see, this is how fucked up my show gets. We don't we just don't care about it. It still works for everybody. So your therapist told you what now you could be both sad and what? So I was having a hard time compart like I was trying to compartmentalize my feelings. Like I was saying, like, I know I don't need to be in this relationship, but it makes me so sad to think that I can't. 
me in this relationship anymore. And she was basically kind of, she gave me permission to think of the both and perspective. Like you can be both sad that a relationship needs to end, but also like be happy in the fact that you know it needs to end. Like you can be both. You don't have to pick one or the other. You don't have to have like this definitive answer. See, I think I think that's where I get why people need a therapist for that. I do. But also, too, this is where, are you religious? That's a complicated question. It's cool if you're not. Like, it's cool cool if you're not. No, I believe there's a higher power. I do not believe in religion. I believe in a relationship. That's cool. There's okay. See, I believe it's your own personal relationship. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a Christian, but I, I don't believe in organized religion. No, me either. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a Christian, but I don't it's yeah. because I grew up in a very uh, organized uh, cultish. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that, that's fine. That's fine. I, I believe, yeah, okay. Um, of, my mom just texted me. This is this is this is how toxic she is. She, <laughs> she texted me, she said, Hello. It's me, and then put Adele in parentheses. Oh, <laughs> I um, haven't responded to her in days. I don't respond to Bob very much either. And she like texted me like three or four things in a row, and then at the end she goes, "My heart will go on and on," and put Celine. <laughs> on. Like yeah. that—that's how toxic my mom is. Mine just knows not to text me now, um, because I just don't respond very much. Um, yeah. But uh, what I was getting to is uh, like with with me, I just be- like I believe that uh, because of my faith, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a very I'm not a very good Christian, but I believe no, that there's no shame in no no, no no I don't believe, mean it like that. Like I'm not an example setter. I believe in what I believe in. I don't think like, anyone's an example setter. I don't, I don't either. But I believe you got warriors and you got yeah how I put this normally on the show is I believe that you have warriors and you got preachers. I don't pretend to be a preacher. I don't want to be an example setter. I share my faith in what I believe in. I don't want you to listen to me and be like, this is how you're supposed to live. I live my life the way I want to live it. I don't want you to think you're getting to heaven living the way that I live. Me and Jesus are going to talk about the way that I live one day. And I got to cross that bridge. Don't think you're getting to heaven living like me. I think I'm getting to heaven, but I've done a lot of shit that you don't know that I've done. And that ain't for you and me to have that conversation about. That's between me and the good Lord. Like, right, there's a lot of shit you probably think I was cur- someone or something. Do what? Kill someone? Have I killed someone? <sighs> no. Have, killed- have you buried some bodies or something? No, but it seems like I should have. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, but what, what I meant was when we started talking about this was I just think that the good Lord, were you talking about a therapist saying that you can have one or you can have both, right? I think with me where I'm at, what I try to tell people is if you do have that spiritual side, regardless of what faith you follow, is if you believe in that spiritual side, then what you believe in knows the past, the present, and the future. When you know that that door is closed, just let it be closed. Have faith that that door is closed. Like, just let it be closed. Like, you can 
be sad that the door is closed, but know that if the door is closed, there's got to be something better for you going forward. That's what I've always told myself. There's a meme that I really, really like, and it's the simplest, sweetest meme ever. And it's Jesus knelt down, and he's got this little bitty teddy bear in his hand. Yep, I know exactly which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I love this meme. He's got this, well, there's a little girl that's handing over this little bitty teddy bear. But behind his back is a little bitty teddy bear. You said teddy bear. <laughs> uh, I said teddy bear. You, you said teddy bear. <laughs> well, if it was me, it would need to be a teddy bear. A little uh, teddy bear. <laughs> but behind, behind his back, he's got a big ass teddy bear. And it, yeah, there you go, teddy bear. Uh, but anyway, it just it just is simplistic, but it makes the most sense that if you put your faith in it and you walk by blind faith and you believe in what you believe in that maybe when those doors get shut, like, don't be yeah, sad. Here, don't be the, sad. Don't be sad. Okay. You said we can play devil's advocate on here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I totally res- resonate with that. Like I am a believer in a bigger power. Like, I don't think that we're just here on this earth and there's nothing bigger than us. Like, I don't believe that, but what do you say? Like, what would you say to the person who has found themselves in a relationship that's abusive and they're smart and they're beautiful and they know better, but they just can't leave? I think that you are most of the, I know what you're playing at here. I, I do. I get, I get it. Like these people like that you can't sit there and tell them, well, there's a better teddy bear for you. But there you have to. A lot of these people the, these, these overeducated people that refuse to believe that there is something else out there. Like it's and, not that they refuse to believe there's something else out there. More than likely they've been gaslit and love bombed to the fact where they believe that there's nothing else out there. Yeah, but those narcissists that have done that to them, I know what you're doing and I get it. It's hard. It's hard when somebody has played somebody that bad. It's hard. Yeah. So you can't, that's the thing that sucks about, like, I love my job. I love helping people, but like, I cannot give blanket statements. It doesn't work that way. I know it does. More than likely they've been like, if in that situation they're being manipulated, they're being told certain things that are not true. Like I have some clients that truly believe they're psychotic and they are not. Um, it's, it's sad. It's really sad. So while I totally can relate to that meme and I think it's very true, it's, you can't, you can't explain that to someone who's in a relationship where they truly think that they cannot see anything but that. Yeah. But if it was explained to them the opposite, then you should be able to explain to them what you're, but I shouldn't have, like, I'm not supposed to explain to them. Yeah. But if it, but isn't that kind of your job though? No, that's where everyone has it wrong. Therapists are not supposed to, they're not. That's, that's my problem with it though. That, that is kind of the thing. The thing though, Josh, that that is where, that is where, that is where, like we had talked about with the vets here a couple of weeks ago was I get what you're supposed to do and I understand it. And I love what you do. I do for what you're talking about right there. 
But what I encourage a lot of people to do is to go to where you have a support system and you go to groups that have been through the same thing that you have been through to where you have other people that have been the same scenario you have been through to where they can encourage you and be like, Hey, look, I was in the same fucking shoes you were in and push the opposite side of the narrative. Not what you have to do. I love what you have to do. Oh, I a hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I 1000% agree. If someone is just going to therapy, their life is not going to change. If they don't have a support group, like for example, let's just say I have someone who is an alcoholic. Yeah. Okay. Comes into my office, comes every week. He, he or she is not going to make any sort of change just by coming and seeing me. They need to be an AA. They need to be an ACA. They need to find some sort of group of people that can resonate with that. I 1000% agree with you on that. I, I've never gone to war. I've never, I'm not a veteran. Well, it's not just that. It's anything. It's even people that's been sexually abused. Exactly. Yeah. So someone comes into my office and I, that's part of my training right now. That's why I'm in an internship right now is because I have to, I have to posture myself in a certain way to where I don't completely make that person dependent on me. Yeah. Cause it's not a fair, like it's like therapists help. Yes. 1000%. We are helpful. But if that person doesn't take the initiative to find a group of people, like, and of course we'll help them. Like, of course we'll try to find a group for them. Of course we'll plug them into different things around in the community. I 1000% agree with you on that. It, I don't think a therapist is, is the one-stop fix for anything. Well, so you're the first person though, like with the people that we have spoke to, I'm not going to generalize this to everyone. Okay. With the people that we have spoke to, you're the first person that has said anything along those lines. Well, I'm not that powerful, Josh. Yeah, I know that fucker. But what I'm saying is, it's refreshing to hear that. Yeah, no, it, it, it's very refreshing to hear that. I don't have all the answers, and that's honestly what makes me good at my job. I if think I, that's what, I, in, I think that's what's going to make you very good at your yeah. job. Yeah. If I walked in and was like, I know all the answers. I am your miracle worker. Come in and I will change your life. But you understand that is the stigma that most people have with your profession. That if I go to you, you're going to fix my daddy issues. You're going to fix my depression. You're going to fix everything. My trauma, everything that I've ever been through. We, we used to, we have not held them in a long time. We used to hold suicide prevention meetings here at the studio and we called them our still writing sessions. And it was well, just I don't do that anymore. Uh, we just, I, we just didn't have enough people that were still coming. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it was just where like, it just kind of just fizzled out. We want to get back to it, but I'm also on the road a lot. It's just hard to, yeah. it's, I would love to keep doing it, but it's just, it's just hard to keep it, keep it current. Um, but it was something that we still love to do. Um, but it's just where 
there was nobody here that was licensed. There was nobody here that claimed to be a doctor or a therapist or anything. It was just where you had people that was here sharing their stories, building a support system. And, And somebody like you who can sit here and say, I don't have all the answers would have been fucking welcomed here. And everybody would have loved to have you here, but you had people here that would have sat here and said, and because we heard it while we were here that would sit here and say, I've been to a therapist and they would sit here and say this and that. And I would go to this person and they would tell me they would fix my problems or I would go to them thinking they were going to fix my problems. And you don't get what you think you're going to get out of it. Right. But I think, and once again, I'm not going to generalize it because even just a little bit, I've talked to you. Maybe there is a changing of the guard. Maybe there is a different, like a different outlook on it now to where there might've used to been a different look on it. Maybe. I think it honestly just depends on who you go to. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it is. It really honestly does because even some of the clients I see right now in my internship, there's a lot of them that I have one client in particular who were from different socioeconomic backgrounds. And the first time I ever met her, she was like, I never thought I would be sitting here talking to a white woman. Yeah. But she's, she comes every week. I I truly just believe that it takes a certain person for a certain person. And like that, if that's anything I can say on this podcast, it's if you have gone to therapy and it sucked, don't hold all therapists to that standard because not all of us are that way. I I don't think it would. It's the same way I view preachers. Uh, I think therapists are the same way that I view preachers is just in the simple fact that not everyone is going to be relatable to me. I don't, I don't want to see a clean cut preacher that's never been through shit in his life or her life talking about how they found God and they've walked with a silver spoon in their mouth from the very first time. Like that doesn't do shit for me. I've Mm -hmm. made mistakes. I've walked in and out of faith. Like I, I, that has been my walk with God. Like where I'm at now is exactly where I think I'm supposed to be. Me being the, I'm not a piece of shit. Me being the person that I am now sharing my faith, the way that I share my faith and stand behind the things that I stand behind the people that I help and everything now is exactly what I think I'm supposed to be doing in my life. And the fact that I keep receiving blessings in my life reminds me that I'm on the road that I'm supposed to be on. The second that I stop receiving those blessings is the second that I am going to be like second guessing myself and being like, okay, I need a readjustment. That is where I look for. That is what I look for in a preacher. That is where, like, if somebody doesn't line up with you as a therapist, they probably need to find another therapist. Exactly. And I was, that's what I was just about to say. Like that is something I'm super aware of, like, I am not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Someone's going to come into me, to my therapy room and I'm going to do my, cause we have all sorts of different theories that we do. Right. So I'm like super attachment style, super family systems oriented, very much everything goes back to that. And if someone is super like logical and wants to know facts, 
I am not going to be the therapist for them. What do you mean when you say logical and facts? Like, give me an example. Like, my cert, like the lens that I use with my clients is EFT, which is called emotionally focused therapy. Okay. And it is all about attachment theory. It is all about family of origin. It's all about like, there's this thing called a genogram that you write out where it does like three generations of the family and you go through the three generations and you can see patterns and themes of that family and how it's impacted you as a person. Like I'm very much, that is how my brain works. So if someone comes in to me and wants to know what's wrong with them, but they're a logical thinker, like they're like, okay, well, that doesn't make sense to me. Like I'm not an emotional person. Like all of that makes zero sense to me. Same. That, that, that's a I, lot of the stuff I talk about on the show. They will go somewhere else. And that is fine. That doesn't mean I'm not a good therapist. It just means I wasn't the therapist for them. And I think that's where the, the crosshairs happen is certain therapists might take that personally. I don't. Yeah. If I'm not it for you, that's okay. Like, I would rather you go to someone who is like helpful to you than sit in my office and be miserable. Yeah. I don't think logic. I don't think there's been women that I have dated before in my life that have been very, very, uh, they've ran off emotion. It didn't work for me. Well, there's a reason. Or, or the opposite. Hold on. I can't remember which one I like more. You probably like logic more. I like, I like logic. I like logic. <laughs> I, I like logic more. I like, well, but I also, I don't like when they overreact. I don't like when they overreact about shit. But, but I'm a person who likes, uh, I'm, I'm the person that likes those moments where you have to have that emotion, though. I can't have somebody that's cold. I, I, I cannot have a cold person. Well, there's just there's, there's no offense. I don't really know many that love a cold person. It'd be surprised. Some people just want that fucking. They did the, you'd be surprised. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like the, I, I would see where some people, as far as a therapist would go, like they would want somebody just spitting facts. You ever but see no, the. Here's the thing. They're not going to, unless that they're, unless they go to a therapist that is not trained correctly, they are never going to find someone who just sits there and says, this is what you do. This is how you fix your life. Do these three steps and you're going to be happy. You know what that reminds me of and how we'll wrap this up. You ever seen the movie patch Adams? Yeah. That reminds me of uh, Patch Adams is one of my favorite movies of all time because I think it's got a lot of life lessons in it. I like anything that has a life lesson. And and I remember where uh, Robin Williams' character, Patch Adams, is talking to uh, whatever the fuck his name is. And he's like, at the end of my days or whatever, I would rather have somebody by my bed that's making me laugh or whatever that has bed, good bedside manner than somebody that's just sitting there like spitting facts yeah. somebody that's making me comfortable yeah i when you have a connection with somebody even if you're hearing the bad even if you're hearing like the stuff you don't want to hear like and you're coming to terms with it like you have to tell people shit they don't want to hear about themselves mm -hmm. um you don't have to tell somebody they're fixing to die in five minutes you don't have to tell somebody to have terminal cancer but you have to tell somebody 
you know, you, you almost have, I'm not downplaying somebody having a disease, but you have something that's, you have to tell people something that's almost worse. You have to tell somebody that you're, you know, no offense to ladies out there. Cause I know it's 80% of the listening audience. <laughs> Y'all don't like being told you're wrong. You don't like being told that maybe in a situation. But we that, don't, we don't do that either. And it wouldn't, you know, okay, let me say this a different way. <laughs> Maybe in that situation, how, okay. If you know that somebody's in your office and that okay. something should be done differently, mm-hmm. how would you go about telling somebody okay, that maybe they, example. maybe, maybe they should have done it differently? I have an example. Okay. Example. Tell me, tell me. And that's how we'll end it. Okay. So I have a client that struggles with body image, struggles with, um, feeling good about herself in general because of stuff that has happened to her in her past. And she's in a relationship right now with someone who wants her to start a porn channel. A porn channel. Mm-hmm. Okay. In my mind, when she told me that, I thought that's a terrible idea. Right. But I didn't say that. I said, well, if you do this porn channel, I don't care. Do it. But how are you going to feel about it? Are you going to feel shame? Are you asking me to answer it? No, I'm just saying like, oh, you're, you're okay, like, that's okay. how I, that's how I, would that's how you it. approach this situation. That's how I would okay. approach it. I wouldn't say like, don't do that. I would say, how would you feel? You're, you're dropping, you're putting the ball down for her to pick it up. And she said, yeah, I would feel shame. Yeah. You know, I already, know. you already know the answer to the question. Right. I know you'll feel shame. You already know I that. Know you'll I feel you. terrible. I got you. And I hope that if I say that in that certain way, They'll take that and they'll say, I'm going to make the choice not to do that. Not because my therapist told me not to do it, but because I don't want to feel shame. Well, I'll tell you what, this is what we'll do. This is what we'll do from now on. Okay. Whenever you pass your last two tests, because you definitely pass this one. When you pass your last two tests, if somebody just needs absolute affirmation, absolute kick in the ass tell them you got a friend that's not a licensed therapist but he's a 100 unlicensed life coach oh don't bring up life coaches i hate life coaches i hate the fucking word life coach listen i think it's the stupidest so goddamn thing i get so salty because i've paid so much money for the for the education i'm getting and i'm like y'all are- I, i've had one on my show and when we got done talking and i realized that I ran circles around this person. <clears throat> and like, I was just like, dude. Did you are- run circles around me tonight, Josh Sherry? Uh, no, uh, I did not. Uh, you are, uh, you're very well educated. I love talking pleasantly to educated surprised. People. Are you pleasantly surprised that this therapist is not close-minded? You're not, you're not. But also too, most well-educated women that have been on this show. I have not had one yet that was very well educated that uh did not know how to handle herself 
and was uh, just not a very good conversation. I've not had a closed-minded woman on the show yet. I've had, but once again, this is coming back around to why fucking men hate me. Women, for the most part, that I've come to find out, as long as a man is not being pig-headed and stubborn and disrespectful, a woman, not as long as she's not wrong and knows that she's wrong, and you wasn't ever wrong at any point of being on this shit. <laughs> you never were. She's willing to have a conversation. Oh, yeah. Willing to have a conversation. Men, once they feel threatened and once they know they're wrong, they're going to just be fucking assholes. I'm not that way. Like, women would just rather have a conversation. They would rather have an actual debate. You only get every once in a while a woman that is just a complete fucking off-the-wall psychopath. But when you get them, they're fucking out there. And it gives a lot of women bad names. It, it does. But well, then, let's talk about the men that give men bad names. There's a lot of fucking pieces of shit. There, there is. There is. But I don't associate myself with either one of them, so I don't give a fuck no more. But it's equal on both sides is what I'm saying. It like, is. Yeah, it, like there's, it, there's women that give women bad names but there's also men that give men bad names it is but here's the trick to all of it attachment if you don't associate yourself with either one of them you don't fucking know them no more attachment attachment all about attachment you know what that's the name of the show tonight it's all about (laughs) it i need you to attach i need you to (laughs) me that right now that's the name of tonight's show it's all about attachment it's all about it with miss marissa all right, darling. Well, I'm going to let you go now. I'm going to upload this, and it's going to come out tomorrow morning at uh, 8 o'clock. Okay. And uh, I had a great time. Um, so, you were uh, really calm with me on this. I feel like I've heard lots of things about your shows being wild, but you were not wild. Uh, well, when it's a good topic like this, I don't have to be wild. <laughs> I look, I like... Uh, and we're still we're still recording too, by the way. I'm, until I say bye, we're still recording. Just so okay. you know. But uh, I love a wild show. I do. But people don't want to hear you wild all the time. People want to have a good conversation. They want to have fun. But they also want to learn. They want to be educated. Like the trick to all of this shit is, is you almost have to give them the wild to where they get drawn in. I almost feel like we need to have a follow up. Uh, yeah, you're not going to be a one-time episode. There's I, a lot. I feel like we need like a domestic violence situation episode because I've gone through that. Like divorce. If, you, if you would like to do another one, we definitely will. You're okay. you're anybody that's a good conversation, they get invited back. I think we should have a follow up for sure. I feel like I have so much more I want to say. I'll tell you what. How how about we even do this? It is. Um, yeah, you're going to be, I'm already, I'm literally going to post it tomorrow. Anyway, the days I'm in Nashville, why don't we just go ahead and say the next show when I'm in Nashville in a couple weeks, let's do an in-person show. Yeah, let's do it. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to get out of here because it's Saturday night or Friday night. What fucking night is it? It's Friday night. Friday night. All right. So I'm going to upload this. Uh, you have a good rest of your night, darling. And uh, it was a pleasure, Miss Therapist, Miss Marissa. Drop your social media stuff one more time. And uh, good luck. On, when's your last two tests? 
Oh, I have a, I have a while. My next test is not for like another couple months, and then my last test is like next January. Oh well, fuck. Okay. Well, okay. We're going to keep up with you for the next year then. I know you're you're stuck with me now. Fuck yeah, I am. Well, maybe also the bad side. Maybe that give a good taste in people's mouth for a therapist. Maybe this will be a good thing. You know what we'll have to do? What? We'll we'll have a lot of fun with this. I got a guy named Jason uh, who's a who's a Marine that okay. uh, he's do, going through ketamine treatments right now to help him with his mental health and it's doing wonders for him. The VA kind of let him down. He works with SpaceX. Uh, me and him became buddies, and uh, he was on our veteran uh, episode that we recently did. And uh, I think uh, you and him doing an episode, all of us together. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. Oh, maybe. Maybe me, you, and Kristen doing some t- one too. What we'll a figure oh God. We'll I can, psychoanalyze I can, the fuck out of her. <clears throat> I can dive into Kristen. Let me tell you what. She told me the she's told me multiple times I'm the only person on this planet who can get her to calm down and to like understand what's going on in her body. I'm glad you can. I mean, uh, I couldn't then I couldn't when she was in Nashville, but when <laughs> I don't think anybody can, darling. <laughs> well, you and your boys, y'all have a good night. And uh, night. and darling, it was a pleasure. And I'll be talking to you soon. All right. Have a good night. Thank y'all for listening to the Josh Terry podcast. I will catch y'all next time.